You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, first of all, it's, it's when, the, when the lights come on, the freaks come out at night. So, you know, when they come on, it's time to shine. You're listening to the From the Pink Seats podcast, powered by the State of Louisville Network. We are back for part seven of the 2021 Louisville football season and review series. We've looked exclusively at how things have gone on the field in 2021, but tonight we're going to switch things up and pull the curtain back on the inner workings of the athletics office, specifically when it comes to marketing. So many times when looking at college athletics, people look directly at the product on the court or the field and often forget about the you know hundreds of thousands of hours spent on planning, uh, activation, the strategy behind every single decision that's made. Um, what the fans are looking for and how they can constantly improve on things without groups like the marketing team or the operations teams. I can go on and on and on. Um, the product would look vastly different. Um, tonight, we're going to look back on the 21 season and look ahead to 2022, specifically the spring game. And we'll do so joined by University of Louisville Associate Athletic Director for Marketing, Lottie Stockwell. Behind every great event, every sports season that Louisville puts on is Lottie and her team. They've been solely responsible for emphasizing and executing on fan engagement uh, through social media, putting on events like Louisville Live and so much more. It's very clear they have a flair uh, for doing the spectacular when it comes to marketing events and seasons. Um, and the good news is within, with things like the alley, which was introduced um, recently for the Louisville football tailgating experience. So we're going to get into all of that tonight with Lottie. Of course, a couple of housekeeping things. Be sure you're following us at the podcast on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to the pod and other State of Louisville podcasts anywhere you get your shows. We've got a number of great podcasts out there uh, for you to listen to. And then, of course, check out the other uh, six episodes of the season in review. We've been joined by a great guests along the way, Cam. Cameron Teague of the Courier Journal, Mark Ennis of 93.9 DeVille, Keith Wayne of Card Chronicle, Main Event Sports, and so many more. Uh, Lottie is the the next great guest that we'll have on. And speaking of which, let's go ahead and jump into it and bring her on now. 
Now we welcome in Lottie Stockwell, University of Louisville Associate Athletic Director of Marketing. Do I have that title right? I want to make sure I, I've been practicing that. Today. Yes. Correct. Yes, I believe that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> I believe that is correct. It's I been a long day. We don't know what day it is, but you know, we'll roll with it. So we've yes, got a lot to get into correct. tonight. Lottie, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. I'm so glad we were able to work this out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Us too. We we have talked about the uh, 2021 season now for uh, seven weeks, and so this will be a little bit of a different episode for us. Lo- really looking kind of behind the scenes, pulling the curtains back on on how the sausages okay. make per se, uh, with the actual events of the season um, yeah. and with all the fun sports. But we're gonna we're gonna start and stick mostly with football. But uh, yeah, definitely a lot of of good marketing focused questions in here. Really excited okay. to get in. So let's dive let's dive right in. This is your expertise. Let's start with this. Uh, 2021, you're coming off of, of COVID, still some hesitancy from fans about coming back into a building. There's also a group yeah. of fans who are questioning, you know, what about the future of the program and where the current football program is, maybe didn't want to get back into seats. How hard was it for you or what was the biggest challenge this past year in 2021 when it came to specifically to fill in the stands up for football? Oh, wow. I mean, first of all, you just like made my blood pressure go, <laughs> go <up. laughs> like, remembering all of that. Um, well, I mean, first of all, it feels like a lot longer than just one season, you know, mm-hmm. right now. But mm-hmm. it was, um, I think the, the hardest thing for us is always the uncontrollables, right? So like, even in normal times, you know, weather, on-field performance, how the team's mm-hmm. doing, um, and, you know, things like broadcast game times day of all of the, all of the stuff that you cannot control um is always complicated and then layer in coming off a global pandemic when we're thrilled right because it felt so odd the year before and um and so i think we focus i'll tell you the thing that we missed and we focus so much on how to get people out of their homes you know, they'd been home for a year, they gotten, they've watched it on their, you know, 70 inch television with cheaper beer in the fridge and any friend they, you know, anybody they wanted over there. But I think we focused so much on getting people away from their television sets. And, and that was important. But the piece that I, I always say that I wish that we would have spent a little more time on is the, um, the psychosomatic, like the, the psychological effect of it, right? It was, you know, that first week when we were just taking, taking it in just haymakers left and right and, and deserved. Right. Um, and it just, I remember talking to somebody and, and someone, this guy was like yelling at a construction, you know, a, a concession worker. And I remember him being, saying something effective, like, buddy, like, we're going to, we're going to get you taken care of. Okay. Like, like this is not ideal, but we're going to get you taken care of. And you would have given your right arm 10 months ago to be standing in this line at a live event. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it was just, and he was, it was, the guy was like, damn it. You're right. You know, I mean, like, it's just, (laughs) but, but it's one of those things where it was just, just the emotion of it, that tempers were going to be shorter, that standards were higher right? Like you were always competing for a share of people's time in their wallet, but it was like time had a greater value to it. And what, 
what I was going to do better be worth it. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't like you were going to hear about it. And so, so I think kind of recalibrating to make sure that there are, I mean, we're always trying to add value, you know, in what we do right. to accommodate for those uncontrollables, but now it's even, it's even more critical, I think. So I was there for that 2020 portion of everything, the beginning when it was hectic and we're bringing waves of people in and out and everything was wild and stuff. But I'm just curious, what was the biggest thing that you learned from that whole experience through 20, uh, the 2020 seasons and the 2021 seasons? Um, well, I got to remember that first game, 2020, just like once they, they finally kicked off. You know, oh, it was I, one of those I shed a tear. Like, I shed a tear running onto the field. It was just you know, like I didn't think we were going to be here in June. You know, no, no, and it was it was just, yeah, it was. I felt like any minute they're going to shut us down and be like, just kidding, go home. You know, <laughs> all of these, all of these different things, and I think we're just. I think it started to bring us back to life, right? Um, literally, metaphorically, but but yet it still felt so closed off. And, you know, I know that just the way that it affected the team, the kids, you know, not being able to be together all the time, the coaches really missed so much of that, um, you know, and then just dealing with how the kids would get sick or, or it was contact tracing. It was constant, you know, all, all of these things. And it was just, I remember lots of times, like, everybody looking at each other like we're just going to keep beating our head against this brick wall right and and it was like yeah we are because at least it's like inching back toward normal you know and I think that that was why honestly coming off of 2020 was why like we were I know I was stubborn super stubborn um about getting the alley open and um and things like that, right? Like it was, you know, I've never opened a sports bar before. Like I don't, you know, like <laughs> not my wheelhouse. Um, you had me for it. Had a lot. Of, <laughs> had, had a lot of great. Had a lot of great people helping us, and um, but just things like that, right? Like I was so, like we were so hell bent and determined that we were going to be able to start layering the in the things that we felt had been taken away, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so much of that was like just tailgating. Like, remember driving in the parking lot in 2020? No, it was. It, it was. was oh, wow. yep. I'm not going to lie. Like, Look, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the experience in 2020. Being able to put my feet up on the seat in front of me was fantastic. Oh, sure. Like, I loved yeah. the experience. I mean, it was it was definitely unique. And I, I know it wasn't what, you know, we've come accustomed to. But it was it was pretty. I mean, I enjoyed the coziness of it all. It, it was nice. Yeah, it, it was cool for yeah. us, Jacob. I mean, yeah. granted, because we did have fans and the crowd right. noise was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought right. that was I thought that was great. But you go and play at a place like Georgia Tech, who has just like family members there. And oh, you yeah. got your small crowd of Atlanta guys with their families there. And that's it. Yeah. It's almost like a or Boston. Oh yeah, Boston. I forgot about Boston that. Boston was like, I, yeah. Boston was like, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, it was. Tutu um, got hurt that game, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have heard a pin drop, literally, uh, <laughs> probably on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like that's a cotton ball falling on felt. Like it is so quiet. Yeah. Uh, it's just not natural, right? right? Like it's, and I think, 
you know, even just driving in the parking lot and, and granted we get there hours and hours and hours before, right? But like driving in the parking lot and just felt like, it just like you were trying to find that heartbeat and the energy wasn't, you know, it just didn't feel, it didn't feel normal. And so 2021, like even, you know, getting the shit kicked out of us that first week with concessions and injury and everything else. Um, it was, it just, it was good. Like, cause it just felt like we were getting back. Right. So obviously with 2021, you start to have some semblance of norm of normalcy. You talked a little bit about how looking back, what you would have preferred to do differently is you mentioned psychosomatics, but out of the things you, you guys did do in that transition from 2020 to 2021, what is something that worked for you guys from a marketing standpoint, specifically in football? I mean, I know, you know, you touched upon tailgunning a lot. Do you, do you think maybe like some of the steps towards like tailgating atmospheres, like the alley is probably quote unquote, your biggest win in that, in that time frame? Um, I, yes. I mean, I would say for sure. I mean, we're like, look, I know that some people might challenge us on this, but I promise we are our own biggest critics. Also, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry. I cussed on your podcast. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Can you keep that up? <laughs> uh, no, no way. Keeping it. Nope. Nope, I was like, I'm so sorry. So sorry. It could have, it could have been a lot worse. Um, We've heard a lot worse. We have. Okay, good. Was, good, good, good. Last yeah. week was rough. <laughs> yeah, last week it was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, was like, an episode. My kids have too. Um, I think we knew. Yes, I think. I would say here were the wins, right? And and the alley creating places to foster connection and that sense of like belonging and community. That is something that's very important to me. That is something that I feel like we don't own that, right? Like that's not unique to our fan base, but I think Louisville fans do it very, very well in that like that is the connective tissue that makes us like each other, right? Like it makes, it, it crosses all socioeconomic bounds, you know, layers, neighborhoods, everything in, in a way that that some fan bases don't they're a lot more homogenous. And, um, and so I think that finding ways to connect, uh, like the alley, um, you know, finding like just knowing that there's, there's a lot of division, right. And then when, when things aren't going the way that the team wants them to go, that just division in the local fan base. I've never heard of this before. But no, no, um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. But you know what I mean? So it's like trying to identify unifying moments. So, you know, our Vince and I remember Vince and Josh had been talking about Lamar for a long time. And, um, and you know, I was hip deep in, in, in the alley. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we doing that this season? Like, like this year? And, um, and so, you know, finding, I mean, I guess it's just yeah, like moments like that, things mm-hmm. that cross all, you know, whether you're mad at us or not, right? Like this is something that is going to, going to unite, um, unite the goal, unite the mission, um, I guess. And, um, but also like just trying to find 
things to add value, like, like that day, like for Lamar, if you were a season ticket holder, we put the Heisman trophy back out on the field. So at the end of the game, if you wanted to come down and take your picture with it, you could. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to peel back, you know, like inside the huddle stuff, right? Like access that people aren't used to having that it's no skin off our back, right? Like it doesn't cost us anything. It Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, but it's something, it's, it's a thing that we can do. I say that shout out facilities, but like it's a thing that we can do um, that just adds a little something extra. Yeah. And it also, I mean, it's one of those things for say an eight-year-old kid gets to go down there with his dad. Yeah. That's a moment he's never going to forget. And one day, no. quite frankly, I think that all three of us would say as fans and former player and coach media, we never yeah. expected to see a Heisman trophy winner at Louisville. No, no slight to Louisville, right. but that just doesn't happen here. And so to have that no. moment, it's a generational kind of, um, you know, passing mm-hmm. of the torch from one family member to the next that you'll never forget. And it, yeah. it, it's like, you know, it costs you nothing, but it also adds so much value to the, you know, returning customer and all of the things that you kind of track from a marketing standpoint, because it, you know, goes sure. on for, for forever. Are you so, yeah. or so you hope, so you hope. Absolutely. And I mean, like, it still like gives me like butterflies every time I go up the stairs and I see it all the time, you know, oh, it, oh, yeah. it's yeah. special. Right. I'd walk past yeah, that thing. Yeah. I'd just I'd be like, wow, that's that's the Heisman that's trophy. There, yeah. That's it's gorgeous. <laughs> next the oh, next yeah. best thing is like a national championship trophy, in my opinion, or an right. ACC championship right. trophy. That's I mean it's close that's to right. right. Yeah, okay. and uh and, and Jacob, before you ask your question, if I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up since we just mentioned the alley. I I know I put that bug in your ear earlier this season about maybe the alley could do away game type watch parties. And you said you guys were probably a little bit far away from that. I hate to kind of put yeah. you on the spot here, but if I is there it. any do update it. at all? Maybe. I think. Um, <laughs> not yet. Nothing, That's nothing definitive yet, but we are, we are really, um, you know, trying to identify, you know, things like, like, you know, we brought that, that screen in for every, um, we brought that screen in for every game. And when you do it, you have to fly a technician in too. So now I'm like, okay, That's well, let's right. just, ah. let's just, in, like, it worked. We know we love, we know we love the screen. Let's install our own. Right. So it's like just things like that, that you're kind of, you know, we tried, we kind of test drove so many things that we're kind of trying to figure out what, you know, what makes the most sense to invest in um, on our side. But I think that, you know, an away game, an away game watch sounds like a really great place to start for season ticket holders as there an added value. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. So when she well, tweets out the uh, eyes emojis, that's when you guys will know that everything's really <laughs> in the works. For... That's right. right. <laughs> so you kind of touched upon this a little bit um, throughout the beginning of the episode, but uh, obviously last year was a little bit of a contentious year from a fan base standpoint, um, as things didn't really go the way that uh, some thought that they should or would um, from a record standpoint. And obviously wins or losses are uh, what everybody is judged by from the top down and, and how you kind of you know deal with those things. But um, from a marketing standpoint for you uh, personally, do you find it you know deflating or is it more of a challenge when you have to deal with unhappy fans who are verbalizing their kind of um, from the couch perspective and what they believe the program should do? Well, I would say that like, as I, as all of us seek for, you know, our own self-improvement and self-awareness, I have um, definitely 
definitely matured over the years. Um, none of it's personal. Like it, it's not personal. Everybody just wants to feel the way that they felt when we were winning, right? right. Like you want to get back to that feeling. And, um, and there are some that I'm not going to make them happy no matter what, right? Like I could give them a million dollars. They tell me it was the wrong shade of green, but the majority, the majority of people, you know, our philosophy is you got to put yourself out there and you got to listen. Like, even when it's, even when it sucks, even when it's really hard to hear, even when it's not accurate, right? Even when whatever it is, that is their reality and it's our job to listen and to fix it. And so, you know, I mean, it wasn't easy to read, you know, we, we put ourselves out there and we kept pushing every week. We would do weekly surveys. We did it in football and we did it in, um, we did it, you know, we've done it in basketball. And I mean, some weeks you get trucked and, but there is a lot, but there's a lot of value in it. And, and because mm -hmm. it does give us, it helps us create our own algorithm in the off season on what are we going to address? What are we going to prioritize? Because, you know, this is something, this is showing up again and again and again, this is real. We've got to fix this, you know? And, and so that's when, I think, you know, intrinsically, a lot of the people, people that work in the fields that we work in are competitive by nature. And, and I'm not necessarily saying that as a compliment, but so I think, you know, you're driven to win and you're driven to win um, at what we do. And so it's like, I'm going to make you happy. I'm going to show you that we took care of everything that you didn't like. Um, and so I think it's just, yeah, having, you know, having the awareness to, to keep asking and keep listening, even when it's hard to hear. So let's go back to that Lamar Jackson day. Uh, being a former teammate of his, that was, you know, we wanted that probably since the day he left. We, we all were like, all right, when are they going to retire the jersey, When's the blah, 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 statue, all this other stuff. So I want to know what went on behind the scenes, behind the curtains to make that whole day happen. I'm sure you had to get in contact uh, with the best momager. I like to call her in the country. Mama Fee. Yeah, the, <laughs> best, the best. <laughs> I never got to meet her, but I've heard nothing but amazing things from Robin and other people about her. Oh, Mama Felicia, she is a queen. Um, no, so Vince, you remember, so probably, you know, I got to Louisville. I took this job. I took this, the job that I have now, I took in 2018, but I joined the department in 2015, summer of 2015. Um, Louisville had been my client. I had always been on the, on the agency side. And, um, and so one of the first campaigns that, that I got to do with Adidas that I was, that we were just jacked about was the L1C4 lit remember the Heisman campaign Oh yeah, oh yeah. for, the, for yeah. The, the week that he was in New York and, you know, lighting all the buildings in town and everything. And, and, you know, him, I mean, like he is always, he was always, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like, thank you so much. Like, so always so polite, you know, Miss Lottie, Miss, this, yeah, everybody. He's just a kid that you, and I know he's not a kid. He's, but he's just, that's the best someone, way to describe him though. It's he is a kid that you want everything for. 
right? Because he is just like, he wears his heart outside of his body and he is just so kind and he wants, he has no pretense about him. And you're like, how could you not? My God, like if I had like this much of your talent, I would be such an asshole. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, he's, he's incredible. And so, um, so anyway, so when we, you know, kind of fast forward to what we're doing, we had already established a good working relationship, or I should say like friendly relationship with the Ravens um, ever since Lamar got there. And, um, and so when we were going to, when we found out exactly when he could do it, right? Like they could, that they were gonna be in Miami and, um, and play on Thursday and that that weekend would work out. And it just happened to be the Syracuse game. You know, I, um, there's a little- That ironically worked out perfect. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. You know, what's so funny is um, I tried to track down the guy when, when everybody was sending in all of the um, everybody was sending in all the congratulatory messages and everything. And um, and um, I was like, you know, I wonder what he's doing now. Like, I realized probably didn't enjoy it at the time, but to be, you were part of an iconic play. Right. Oh, like, yeah. wouldn't you like, would you want to congratulate him now? And it, that didn't work out, but yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't, bl- I don't blame <laughs> that guy. I wouldn't no, want to participate. It's like hard pass. No, I, um, we actually, we actually never bothered him, but I wouldn't have blamed him for not doing that. Um, you know, see some, some ideas are great and some are not right. Like, so you win some, you lose some. Um, but I reached out to Pat Gleason, who my counterpart at the Ravens, who is just, has become a good friend and, um, and they were just wonderful. And I am a sucker. If you guys look back at like a lot of the projects, you'll be like Lottie's tell is that she loves surprises. And so like, you know, Louisville Live when we had Donovan upstairs in the office building and, you know, the Spider-Man theme music came on or um, we had Jack Harlow walk out with Dwayne Sutton. You know, I love a surprise. I love a surprise. And so you are in the right um, place. Then I just gotta, I gotta. Yeah. You don't have to acknowledge that comment, but you are in the right place. I can tell you that. Okay, <laughs> you love me. a surprise. I just mean Louisville, and, the University of Louisville in general. You're oh in right, yeah, you're in the right place for a surprise. I like surprises that I control. <laughs> right, right. Controllable surprises. <laughs> Controllable surprises. Right. I love. Um, I love that. And so I wanted to send everybody up there. Robin and Chuck and, you know, Marv and, and, um, you know, Vince and Sat, I wanted everybody to show up in uh, Baltimore and be at the facility one day. Like he walks in and the locker room's all cardinaled out and everything. And, um, and the Ravens would have totally done it for us, but with all of the COVID protocols. um, And then that week, of course, you know, Sat needed to go visit his dad. No question. Um, Vince, had to get a new hip like it was just all of these things were were Vince working against hip. us Vince got a new hip he's like I'm gonna do it in the um what do you say he's like I'm gonna do it the bye week so I'm not gonna be able to travel like yet and I'm like or I'm not gonna be able yeah I wouldn't be able to go to Baltimore I'm like okay okay that's um really here nor there at this point because we can't go up there anyway um and so we came up with this idea of what to trick him and make him think that he was doing a media hit after practice. And so, you know, to set everybody up on, on zoom, which 
everybody else, I love to say everything always works out for us. And I, the Zoom worked out even better because you got to really see mm -hmm. everybody, you know, Justin from academics, like everybody that he was so close to when he was here. Um, and, you know, he, he's always had a good, great relationship, um, obviously with Tom before, but great relationship, great relationship with Vince and, um, and sat too. And so we kind of had them open and then they, you know, graciously stepped aside and, and everybody, his kind of his family, his Louisville family took over. And so to see his face when he realized what was happening, um, we had shipped up tons of jerseys and helmets and everything. And so like, he doesn't notice it right when he walks in the room and Pat points it out and he's like, do you see what's over there? Or you see what's on the screen? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, that's, you know, that's, that's dope or whatever. And, then, <laughs> and it's like, still not really getting it. Typical, and that's then, a typical him. <laughs> yeah. And then you just, and then he's like, oh, Miss Robin, you know, like it was just, it was so genuine and sweet. And like, it just gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. Cause just when he started to tear up and everybody told him how proud they were of him. And, and, and honestly, like, Pat and the Ravens, they were like, we will help you do anything that you need because we love this kid. They're like, we've never seen anything like it. The media up here don't even know what to do with him. Like he, like he'll ride the bus, like he'll ride the defense bus just to get to know those players. You know, like he is just an enigma and, and so special. And so, so I think for them, you know, for them to be all in with us because they really went out of their way to help us too um, in all of the aspects, you know, like we had to, Coach Harbaugh agreed that, that no matter how it went in Miami, which it didn't go great, you know, that yeah, Thursday, that, well. <laughs> that no matter what, they were not going to have to be back in the building that Saturday. So we knew he would kind of be free and clear, right? So like every single person um, just went out of their way to make it special for him. And that was really touching. I thought what I was most impressed with with that video was just how, you know, it wasn't just like you said, it wasn't just said, it wasn't just Vince and, you know, your typical mm -hmm. top big four, however many yeah. people. It was everybody from Robin to Blake to, I mean, just all to Marv to Justin. I mean, all these people, how well Chuck. you all put it together. So it was, it, you all killed it with that. That, that whole. Well, thank you. Was amazing. Yeah, it's. It was. That, Probably my favorite. Yeah, that video, you know, I think that it, from, you know, my perspective, and I think a lot of people would agree, it felt like with Lamar Jackson, it felt like it, that was somebody, like it was your kid or it was your brother or your mm -hmm. best friend. Like yeah. it was so weird, the personal connection that we had with this guy um, who just played football here. And I don't mean to say that in the bad yeah. way, but it's like that's he came here to play football and yet he leaves one of the biggest names, obviously in program history, but, and, and will yeah. forever give the feeling, the feeling to that way to the fans. Um, let's transition to the spring game, because this is definitely something I'm interested to talk about. Um, okay. It's back for Louisville football. It feels like it's been uh, forever. I can remember dollar beer spring games way back in the day when I was in college. Um, and it's, it's, I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah. um, Hey, if you do that, <laughs> new guy, no question. I'll be, I'll be there uh, full force. Uh, I love but, it. You know, it's, this is a, a new event and um, it's going to, I would imagine take a little bit of grassroots marketing from you all to, to kind of build excitement. So what is, 
what does that look like for you all? How do you go about knowing you have a new event? We have to kind of build this marketing plan and strategy around it to, to blow it up, especially this year. Um, you oh, know, yeah. how, what's that look like for you, from you all and what you can talk about with that? Well, that's a great question. Yes. So, I mean, I guess for one, it's kind of getting used to having one again, right? right? Like we haven't had a spring game in quite some time. And, um, and this was really a catalyst of, you know, the ACC really obviously recognizes the premium that needs to be placed on football. And, and, you know, it was a, it was a down year for the conference and, um, and certainly, certainly not something that anyone is takes lightly. And so the network, um, you know, really wanted to showcase spring, you know, spring for everyone. And so it was, um, so it's a good opportunity to do it. It's not my favorite date. I, you know, again, uncontrollable. It's not my favorite date. It's right in the middle of JCPS spring break and um, the women's final four, which hopefully everyone's in Minneapolis. So it's just, you know, it's stuff like that where you're like, great, just great, you know? Um, but Seth and his staff, Oh, go ahead. That, that's why I got out of college athletics. Was right. Here in JC, in the middle of JCPS spring break. I don't know how y'all do it. I don't. I don't. It's so with the wild you're schedule. You're just like, you're like, oh, cool. What else? Yeah. You, I mean, you can't schedule on. anything. You, you don't know. I was like, second. yeah. You're like, well, hell, why don't we just do it on the first Saturday in May? Nothing else is going on then either. <laughs> um, Perfect. Day. Right. But um, no, I mean, obviously. This one, this one is easy to get up for. You know, we're not entirely sure what the format will be yet. Still kind of deciding that. Obviously, still have some guys recovering um, mm. at that point. So, so we'll kind of see who's ready to play. Um, I mean, Sat and the staff have had just a, I mean, baller, hell of an off season, and yep. you know, so so happy for them. And so, you know, they have always been so agreeable and accessible to really anything that we want to do. Um, you know, I think some of the ideas that they've got leading into the spring game too, as we kind of try to come up with a, with a format that works is, um, you know, maybe even some pro bowl type stuff, you know, have a little more fun with it. If, if we, you know, if we are still working through some injuries and, and recoveries and, you know, things like that. So, all that being said, um, it is, it's another opportunity, I think, to endear, you know, the fans to, to these new coaches, to the players, to, you know, we get to see them all the time. Vince, you know this, like we get to see the, the ding dong stuff they do and all the great <laughs> stuff they do. Right. Like, like oh, they're, yeah. like, they're your, like they're your own kids, right? Like they're very endearing. Um, and, and so I think any time that you have access to that, to be able to showcase, um, I, my marketing philosophy in a lot of ways can be drilled down to one thing and that's people cheer for people they like and people they can relate to and people that they want to, that they see themselves in. Right. And, um, and so I think anytime that we can foster those connections and, and, you know, it's, it's on the network, we've got one of the best broadcast groups in the country. Um, you know, they always come to the table with great ideas too, to make it compelling, um, for the people at home. See, that's my other problem. It's on TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that part, <laughs> but, um, but no, um, 
so yeah, so we're still kind of, to be honest, still kind of working it out, but, but we love a, um, I love a good crossover story. So anytime that we can showcase some of the other programs, you know, um, at the same time, will be great. So I've, I've got a, got a little bit of a related follow-up. Obviously the ACC sees the importance in the investment in football, making sure all, all the programs have a spring game that, ha- that also gets televised, like you just mentioned. So, and we've mentioned, you, you've mentioned Louisville Live and other related events mm-hmm. in the past. Sure. Do you think the future of this time of year is just like basically just spring practice and then spring game? Or do you, and maybe this, this could be your first time maybe hearing about something like this, but do you think there could be a, for lack of a better description, a football oh, version of Louisville of Live? Um, yes, I do. I, um, we would never, we would never, um, never rule that out. I think, um, I mean, like I would love to go chalk out, paint out the waterfront and play football down there. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mean, just, just the imagery alone of, Oh, said it doesn't matter where you can put the ball down at any point, anywhere, and we'll play ball. That's how the cards are coming this year. Yeah. I know we talk about the city a lot. I, I consider the city like our 24th sport or one of the brand attributes that make us who we are. And so I think anytime that you can integrate, you know, integrate in like, we want you to come where we are, but we're also going to come where you are. Right. And, and, and make, make sport more accessible, I think um, is always something, you know, that's how Louisville Live started in the first place. You know, it was, Coach Mack's first year, we're coming off very unexpected 2017. And it was difficult. And and there was a lot of negativity. And I think people felt very disassociated, disappointed, disgusted, disconnected from the program. Um, And so, you know, we kind of came up with this idea to make it accessible to everybody like Mm -hmm. give the team back to the city like this is Mm -hmm. your team and this is you know you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to be somebody that can pay a lot of money for tickets at the young center right like this this team belongs to you too and so i love the idea of um of pulling football out in that way too yeah especially never say never I, I think, you know, especially since it's a little bit of a different, it's a little bit of a different audience where you have the tradition and, and longstanding kind of prestige of basketball and football is not new by any means that, you know, the program has been on the collision course for a long time now, but it's kind of taking that next step, I'd imagine, and, and making football for the masses and making it much like basketball in terms of a, a following and excitement level from the fan base. And identity, right? Yeah, like we, right. Yeah. I think that's something that, well, in, in marketing in general, you can't take for granted, but especially, especially when you're dealing with fandom, um, like you better respect that people consider, consider it a piece of who they are. And, um, and, you know, they're called like, I think Sachi and Sachi used to call them love marks, right? Like these are brands that become part of like your very, being your history your everything and so like when they disappoint you mm-hmm. it is you take it on and I think that is where so much of the passion comes from right like and that is not a bad thing and um it's a it's a great thing and it's something that should be treated with with respect and care 
we're going to swing to a commercial break real quick, reset uh, on the other side, dive into uh, Lottie's expertise here in a little bit of a more technical sense with the marketing side of things. Uh, so stay tuned to the other side. Psst, you. Yeah, you. Enjoying this podcast? Like sharing global events and news with like-minded individuals? Love being a part of the global community? This podcast is part of a first-of-its-kind podcast network at thestateofglobal.com. With daily news and opinions, seven podcasts, webcasts, and more, The State of Global is your home for anything and everything global. Check them out at stateofglobal.com today. Welcome back, everyone, to From the Pink Seats podcast. We're having a nice sit-down chat with Associate Athletic Director for Marketing. Is that that was the title? I know we've already had that discussion at this point, but you know, we're just doing our whatever our due diligence here. Exactly, every day is different. You're wearing different hats every day, I I imagine. But uh, anyways, it's no secret that over the last several years, that Louisville social media has been slowly budding into arguably one of the best in college sports, especially when it comes to engagement rankings. And I know the first one that usually comes to mind is how engaged the women's basketball side of things is year in and year out. My, my question building off of that is what, what kind of work goes into building a, a sound social media plan one and two, like how do you go about executing it? Yeah. Great question. Um, it, it, that is something that we're very, 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 very proud of. Um, and that it is not just the main account. It is intentional across the board and it has not been an easy build by any stretch of the imagination. The, the social media team that we have been able to build out over the years, um, you know, it really started under Laura Clemente's, um, vision. Laura joined us from the Jets. Um, she and I both came on together in 2015 and, and she is just, she's probably one of my favorite human beings on the planet period, but she's also just Jersey straight (laughs) strategy, you know, like, like not swayed emotionally. Whereas I'm like, ah, and, um, and, and I think that and that was tough. Like we really hit a lot of brick walls, 15, 16, 17. And then when, when a lot of things changed, it was the perfect opportunity to be like, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking You know, we have to rely on authentic storytelling. We have to embrace being who we are, because if we come out with a new tagline, a campaign, whatever, it's it's bullshit. Like it doesn't feel real. Everybody is going to see right through it. We can't be anything, but who we are. And so these accounts and these, the personalities in the account, the tones, they're born out of that, out of just let's be authentic. Let's be us and let people see that because we honestly don't have another choice. We just have to be completely transparent. And, um, and so there was a lot of strategy behind that. And fortunately coaches bought in because so much of, so much of the storytelling is intrinsically built around access and, and the fact that they, you know, that they let us do it and, um, and let us do it before we had the national accolades, right? Like before we had kind of built up a little moxie, a little, a little, 
credibility behind it. And, um, and I think, I mean, we have incredibly talented people. We've been able to grow our creative communications department to really kind of take the lift. Cause obviously, I mean, content exponentially increases every month. Like you cannot make enough content. Um, and especially oh, oh, then crossover <laughs> 23, right. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. you cannot, I mean, wait, it's just, it's like that Jimmy Butler meme, like where it's like on the Popeye's lady table. sitting over. Yeah. Yes, my Popeye's lady. Oh my lady. god! Yes. I mean, that is every time I just hear the word content, like that is the visceral <laughs> feeling that I get. And um, but we just have incredibly talented, incredibly talented people that um, that you know they're going to fight for their strategy, but they're also going to they're also going to find a way to differentiate the team, the player, the story to make it interesting. And so we've been able, we've been lucky enough to, to have a few wins to where we kind of had proven out that this team needs more bodies, right? And, um, and so to be able to, so to be able to kind of shift some of our video folks, even, you know, I mean, honestly, it's kind of, it's all, serendipitous how it all comes together right like, like the broadcast center comes on they take a huge I mean they're so talented and they take a huge heavy lift on coverage obviously so we're able to you know we can cut a melt and still get the coverage aspect of it but our video guys and the social team can spend more time on like the concept work mm-hmm. right like the the behind the scenes the storytelling the slow motion the sweat dripping off the brow right like all of those things that go into it so that they are able to be more creative and not just coverage, 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 coverage. So just, that has just, been big. And just real quick, how I'm curious as to how difficult it was to develop and cultivate this creative team. Cause obviously this wasn't something that just happened overnight. No, no, it wasn't. Um, it, I mean, honestly, it's like a car wreck. Like I know it happened, but I've blocked out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, did I unlock a bad memory or something? <laughs> no, no, no. It's been, I mean, it has just been challenge after challenge. I will, I will say this: that I, I have been very lucky. Um, I have, since the time that I got here, have have usually been able to kind of get what we needed somehow, some way, right? Like not necessarily all of it right away, but, um, but we have been able to, to make the case as to why, um, why these things matter. And, and so much of it is just being able to, to branch out beyond omnichannel type pieces like we have to we cannot be part of your life for seven games a year like I cannot be only like I cannot bring the value that you need me to bring in your life you can't give it to me if I'm only part of your life seven Saturdays a year I have to be part of you I have to be relevant to you all year long mm-hmm. and um and you know and also frankly we had some brand rebuilding to do and, and investing in storytelling because it's not like the good stuff stopped happening when we were having, you know, mm-hmm. the negative things. 
um, the negative things come up. Good, good things were happening all the time. It was just those stories weren't being told. And so we kind of took that mantle on too, to be like, look, the sun still comes up every day. Like we are movable, right? Like we don't, I'm not going to cuss on your, really cuss on your podcast. Do it. Do it. Do it. Like, like we don't quit. And, um, <laughs> and like, we don't effing quit. We don't, my, my eight-year-olds around the corner. So that's <laughs> if it was just us, we're good. But, um, and so it just almost became a mantle that like, we weren't, we were just, stubborn hell about it and um and you know i mean we've i think that they're just relentless authenticity and and you know i if you guys watched any of that drive to survive um i won't get on my up on my formula one racing kick tonight but that's not that's for another show but um but but the documentary the way that they did it i highly recommend 10 out of 10 but the way that they did it they followed around like the different teams okay and so like my start in sport came from um churchill downs with my client for years years and years and years and so so was horse racing and so i'm not saying formula one and thoroughbred racing are the same but similar like similar attributes right so these are people that like you really i don't have anything in common with them but you wind up connecting and rooting for these people and we've always said that like our 30 for 30 when we get there is unrivaled like we're talking last dance like we're talking multi-episode like it is going to be amazing and um right and and there have been many times that i'm like what why isn't somebody shooting it right now? Like, you know, like we, like, there's no question. There's no question that the brand moments that we've invested in, the creative storytelling that we've invested in has absolutely staved off the negativity. And I'm not saying that it didn't affect us, it 100% did. But I think that, you know, creative is, subjective but numbers aren't and the fact that like the numbers are still trending up even when there have been challenges make you know things like that some people might call fluff I think critical can you tell uh, I'm not really soapboxy about that a little but, bit hey, hey yeah, it's passion. a little bit a little bit but um but yeah I was like we should just do like hard knocks but like for an athletic oh, department, I would <laughs> watch that. I would definitely watch that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, but we're gonna need to be on HBO because I cannot like. I mean, I mean, you, you want to talk about the, just the creative, like, con- just putting that content out there. I remember the Music City Bowl, and uh, nineteen. Mm-hmm. It, that's in Nashville. It's probably like Wednesday, and we have already been out Monday and Tuesday, and oh, JB, yeah. and we have had practice and all this stuff, yep. and JB Allen is sitting in here. In his little corner, eyes squint. I, I don't know how he's doing it. It <laughs> made no sense to me. He looked like a wizard over there. I mean, uh, <laughs> still is. Still so is. Shifted, um, shifting gears a little bit, I wanted to talk a little bit about Adidas. Uh, how yeah. has our partnership with Adidas uh, affected marketing and things like that? They, 
they're incredible partners. We are, you know, family in a lot of ways, which means we argue sometimes too. Um, but, but very, very, very connected in brand philosophy. You know, the brands are actually very similar. If you, you know, if you look at it, the, the marquee brands that I think that just really shine with Adidas are like Louisville, obviously Miami, the brands that have this, this moxie, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're a little show up, you know, show up, show out. And, um, and Adidas has that too. And, and not just kind of fearless in, in being who we are. And, and so they have always been down for our crazy ideas and, and kind of vice versa. And so I think that it's a trust in, in that it is an elevation sometimes, um, in execution, sometimes it's kick-ass, sometimes it doesn't necessarily, um, doesn't necessarily come off exactly the way that, that we would want it to, but, um, but they're invested in storytelling and they, you know, obviously we have a big philosophy around brand moments and so do they. And, and I love, one thing that I love about them is what different, what differentiates Adidas from every other sideline brand is the lifestyle factor, right? Is the originals, um, is the absolute mark in culture. And so, you know, they, we used to say the intersection of sport and culture is, is Louisville and Adidas. And it feels like that because Louisville to me feels like so much more even than, than a university, than an athletics program you know, sometimes it feels like a heartbeat of something bigger. And, um, and that is, you know, something that works out really, really well for us. Um, they're also very generous with marketing activation funds. <laughs> so you've got, some that's literal, always nice. You some, gotta love that. Some literal, yeah. Some literal benefit there. And then, um, of course, of course, all of the concept uniforms that sometimes people love, sometimes people don't, but um, but Bring back getting, being able to... no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, have, we, we <laughs> oh, haven't given God. you the opportunity here to really get hot takey. And I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't give you this platform. Mm -hmm. So please, what's the best, what's the best uniform combo that uh, has been underneath your watch at Louisville? Muhammad Ali. Okay. I, I don't there disagree with that. That's a, that's not a hot like, take at all. Boom, boom, boom. That's, I, um, I think we called it the greatest collection. Um, and when we launched that, it was for the North Carolina game in 20, I guess it 19. would have been early 2019. It was yeah. 2018, 19 season. Things and we did. Didn't uh, go well. Things did not go well. Yeah. And that, <laughs> I remember that. And then coach, I remember no. a certain coach talked about players and photo shoots and things like that. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember that. Yep. And, um, and it's, it's funny. He, um, so, I mean, talk about like brand integration. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even down to, you know, so it was all of the pre hype and Assad, um, you know, mm -hmm. um, Muhammad Ali's youngest son, of course, is one of our beloved um, content producers. Mm -hmm. And um, and so to be able to hand kind of hand that creative direction over to him and just be like, what do you want to do was super amazing. special. And then just watch him come to life with it was amazing. Um but even down to, you know, Jen Hansen, who leads game production and, um, and fan experience, I mean, to, 
to have the boxing bell every time we came out of a timeout, you know, I mean, just like the ding, ding, ding. And um, it was just completely integrated and all we needed them to do was win the game. <laughs> but they bounced back in football though, when they rolled those uniforms out, I forget who the opponent was. They uh, did. Boston college. Maybe so it was, we went one and one in those uniforms. <laughs> okay, we, we, knows the yeah. we don't want to talk about the last one. <laughs> Yeah, the um, I mean, the, the first ones were just so beautiful because they the shorts were like silky, like boxing mm. shorts, you know, like all of the intimations were so authentic. And I will say, you know, Coach Mack was very um, he was very complimentary and very kind after he had said, you know, like we don't need the players doing the social media. I called him and I was just like, oh, coach, I'm really sorry. Like, did we? You know, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you guys are great. You guys did great. He's like, we just, he's like, we, we, we should have reeled it back on what we were letting the guys mm-hmm. do, you know? And, um, and so I really appreciated that because I was like, because every time something like that happens, you're like, here we go. They're not going to let us do anything again, you know? Right. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and he was never like that. He was, he was great. I don't, I, I can say from my experience, it always feels like there's someone trying to blame marketing for everything. It's like what marketing (laughs) was made for was just to be the blame for everything. So I can relate. I can relate, but let's talk about the the city of Louisville. You mentioned earlier that that's become a big part of the Mm -hmm. activation and and really the, the marketing plan in general to, to kind of give back to the city. Did the dirt bowl video a couple of years ago with basketball. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple of cool things with football, but um, over the last, I don't know, three or four years, there's been a couple of guys uh, in particular in the rap industry who have kind of really blown up from Louisville and Jack Harlow and Bryson Tiller to the point now mm-hmm. of Jack Harlow being one of the most recognizable names in hip hop right now, Bryson Tiller, not so much anymore, but um, you know, what's it look like for you uh, from a marketing director of, of trying to understand when the right time is to build partnerships like that. You talked about Jack Harlow and Louisville live, but you know, mm-hmm. at, at what point is it like, Hey, let's get Jack Harlow to do a music video or let's get Jack, you know, Bryson Tiller to do introductions for a game. Like how do you go about trying to determine who the partners are? Uh, locally because there's so many you could partner with and and how to kind of build those out in a way that's beneficial for the brand, the fans, recruiting, all the elements that those kind of um, cool factors play a part of. Oh yeah. Well, we, um, first of all, I'm always looking, all of us, I mean, you're always looking for what is truly differentiating Mm -hmm. for your brand. Right. I mean, and so like, you know, a lot of athletics creative drives me insane because you could, it's beautiful, but you could pop one logo off, put another one on, right? Like everybody, everybody has hard work and grit and teamwork and, you know, everybody has that, like that isn't, that doesn't make you different from in, you know, any, any other football team that's working hard. Um, the family, you know, all of these things that like you feel, feel are not, differentiating um so anytime that we can hone in on something that is uniquely us um uniquely louisville um that is for me the sweet spot and so we have reached out to bryce that you know we haven't been able to work with bryson yet um schedules haven't worked out or you know just it didn't it didn't match up um jack has always been great for us 
um, it Ex- just, except it for what about the the line about the the basketball team at the club? That one's you're probably like, uh, I don't know about that one. Like, <laughs> Son, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> no, it, it um, <clears throat> obviously very proud of him. I mean, like it, it is one of those things where it's it's art, you know. It yeah. is it is sport and culture and and art and and when we first talked about bringing him out. Um, I loved the way that we did it. We didn't do a full, we didn't do a full music act like every, everybody else did necessarily, right? Like he, he was high school friends with Dwayne Sutton and during Dwayne's introduction, um, he, he came out to a Jack Harlow song and then surprise, uh, it's not, a, it's not taped, like, you know, or taped, God, what a, <laughs> I'm such a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a recording jack's actually here live right so um edit that part out <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh my gosh it was a tape it was one tape <laughs> um no but you know and jack was obviously you know just the way that things like that can work out right mm-hmm. like it was right before he just completely blew up with what's popping and um I mean, came up here, just had to fly him up here from Atlanta. He had a blast with his friends. He had, you know, bottle service and chicken wings with Donovan and, you know, <laughs> company upstairs. And they had a blast. Sounds like the and, life right there. Uh, yeah, it sounds pretty fun. Um, so they were, they were real, they were a kick. So I love any time that we can do something like that because somebody else can have Jack Harlow, right? Like they're going to have to pay a ton of money and they don't get to say that he's a hometown guy. Right. And I mean, you, this is just a few days ago, you've got the video, the nail tech video and he's throwing the L's up. Like for you, you've got to be like, this is the best. Oh, I love it. I love it. Right. I I love it. But I'm also like, I'm also like, Jack, 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 it's this way. Like, like, Oh, there's the marketer oh, right there. Yeah. I love it. I, 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 can only ima- I, I can only imagine you've had that conversation so many times. But oh, don't I, get me started on the wrong bird head. Just oh like, my god! Oh, in the corner. Do you follow the crooked bird head Twitter oh. account? Do you follow that? I it's do. just okay. All right. So you've got to hate them. <laughs> you've got to hate it. I it it's amazing, and you know the story behind that is that you know the incorrect version of the bird head has the deeper crease on the right hand side and and slightly different angle of the beak from what i understand is when they were creating that primary mark that was a draft that got out Uh, and then like mm. in an institution is big like so then you'll see it appear like in in actual legitimate places Mm -hmm. and you're like what is that what that's wrong you know and so um yeah so I know exactly what you're talking about. I've always wondered where this, I guess, alternate Louisville logo came from, but yeah, now I know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. transitioning a little bit, obviously you do, you're great at what you do with marketing, but now we're kind of shifting into the age of NIL and there's some aspect of marketing to that as well. Oh, yeah. How do you go about communicating with student athletes about how they should properly utilize nil and how do you how do you go about teaching them about you know how they can position themselves and brand themselves to benefit from nil 
Oh, for sure. Um, well, for one, I mean, like, we are have always been pretty progressive in in our philosophy around you know supporting student athletes and everything. And so, so we knew we knew from the jump that we were going to do everything that we could you know, as we're all kind of navigating it, that like, we were never going to be an impediment to them being able to capitalize on, um, on any earning potential while they were here. And anything that we can do to better prepare them for that, I think it flows right into like I used to do every year for um, every year for our freshman student athletes, we would do like social media 101, right? Like, like a freshman symposium of sorts. Like it was one of the classes you had to go to, and um, right, Vince, you remember this one? Those are the best. And I would stand up there. There were. Uh, it was funny, Laura Quint uh, and I would laugh about like like the first year is like a very um, I don't know, very very like high level presentation. You know, like these are all of the social media philosophies and da, 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 and you know, you do this and do that. And, and it was just kind of like this. And so then it was, it was, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to have a very candid conversation. We're going to throw up 50 examples of social media gone wrong and how <laughs> like this, right. You can, you can damage your personal brand. And so, you know, it's like, Here's Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley's showing off his new tattoo. Forgets that there's some paraphernalia in the corner when he's taking the picture. Don't do that. Um, you know, or or look at this, you know, ding dong that thought she was funny with her, you know, turned out to be just an abject racist post. Like, I mean, just all of these different things um, that you you cannot walk back. And and it, you know, I used we used to say like. 140 character tweet is not worth your scholarship. Well, now it's like, it's not worth, I mean, my God, like an innumerable amount of money or, you know, the, the kid that was draft week in New York, right? Like he, somebody takes a picture of him with like the gas mask on and he like oh, literally drops yeah. $30 million, you know? Came out like five minutes before the draft. I'll never forget that. Right. You know, like there is a reason there is a reason that that the NFL has a social media moratorium for an hour before games and an hour after games. Like you cannot communicate in a high emotional state and necessarily think that that is, you know, that that is healthy for you. So, so we already have a lot of conversations with them about that, about being responsible about like, not only for yourself, but look out for your brothers, right? Like look out for your teammates too. Um, because you represent, this mm -hmm. as well like um you know whether i like it or not i've got 700 you know 700 teenagers walking around as brand ambassadors and i do like it i do like it um i would imagine it probably keeps you up at night though like the stress level on some of that has got to be overwhelming <laughs> well because they're kids right right and kids are going to be like kids I kids are kids and um and and you just you know our first priority is them and and their experience and so um but 
they there's so much more than than their time you know on the field or on the court and so really being able to educate them on on what they can do and the fact that you know you cultivate that now and you've built a ramp up forever you know no matter what you decide to do professionally so a lot of it is just you know it's not fair but perception is reality and um and we just have to we have to be able to protect you from that absolutely fascinating stuff lottie thank you so much for your time i feel like this has been super insightful from last season to the spring game to overall marketing philosophies with university of louisville thank you so much and uh, go cards that is going to wrap us up here thank you to lottie stockwell for taking time out of her busy schedule to sit down with us and talk about the louisville football season and all the marketing efforts in general Uh, louisville has got an incredible marketing team and i'm not just saying that because lottie is on the podcast i mean that um, as a marketer and somebody who really watches and pays attention to the little things um, that other people may not catch i know that uh Louisville is doing a great job. Uh, we're in great hands here. So be, uh, of course, be sure to subscribe, rate, review the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, and give us a follow on on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod. Um, you can follow me at Jacob Lane zero eight. You can follow Matt at Matt underscore McGavick and check out the Louisville Report for all of his work. And then Vincent Lacoco, our resident football guy at Vincent Lacoco. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Uh, hopefully next week. We'll we'll see. Our schedule is a little bit up in the air right now as we kind of wait to finalize our our remaining guests who i can't i can't say who it is at this point i'm not at liberty to do so but we will be back soon with a spectacular finish to the season and review series part eight coming soon stay tuned and go cards When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.